Hey guys, this is Jason Goodnight with Collision of Kingdoms. I want to start a conversation with you today. I think we're in episode three. This may be a devotion. This may just be a conversation. I'm not sure yet, but I just wanted to begin a begin a talk. Um, one of the things Jesus says in the New Testament is that it broad is the way to destruction and narrow is the path to everlasting life and few that be that find it. And uh, the thing that's on my heart today is how when I was living for myself, living for my own um, desires, I don't want to say life was easy, but life had a way of um, accommodating me. And uh, I was able to find, I don't know, a lot of just pleasure in uh, just self-focus and um, self-interest. And so, of course, thankfully the Lord began to take away the satisfaction from that and the joys from that and, um, you know, began to reveal that He was calling me into His kingdom and calling me into, out of a life of darkness and sadness into His um, His way of life, that narrow path. And, once I did, it seemed like all hell broke loose in my life. Uh, like all the foundations that I had developed, all the ways that I had um, chose to live my life just needed to be broken down. And so it was, I, I don't even know how to describe it. And maybe somebody out there can understand, you know, I was converted in my early 20s and so uh, it seemed like he needed to break down all the structures that I built, all my foundations, and begin to rebuild them. And so, you know, I find myself even today, as I choose to do his will and walk in his ways, the uh, the challenges come. And, you know, it's, say the last time that I shared and um facilitated one of our discipleship meetings that we have the night before I woke up with the worst nightmare one of the worst nightmares I've ever had I believe uh, regarding circumstances that were evidently the closest to my heart and which was odd and then the uh, same night my son woke up screaming and having nightmares which uh, is fascinating uh, and unknowingly and actually, that became kind of an indicator of how amazing that next night was going to be. We had such an amazing meeting uh, with the Lord. And so there's just this friction and opposition to us as we pursue the kingdom. And as we uh, choose to walk with the Christ. And I don't know if you've read any of the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, it, it, you know, walking with God always brought upon opposition from the world, from the forces of darkness. The adversary thought he was winning by killing the Christ, and lo and behold, it was the exact action that um, unleashed the freedom of the kingdom. So surely good things come from God's sovereignty, even over the adversary and over the, the way in which the Lord uses him. Uh, I love the way in Job... Uh, there's a scene in Job that's so beautiful where 
the adversary comes to the throne and is talking with, I would assume, the father and says, have you considered my servant Job? Um, and, and he begins to, well, the Lord says that to the adversary, have you considered my, my servant Job? And so there's a conversation so that even in the Old Testament, the First Testament, the adversary had to get permission to touch Job or to interact with in Job's life. And so um, it's really an interesting dynamic. I, I think sometimes we are lured into believing that somehow there's two equal powers, good and evil, and you know they equally have the ability to um, to rule or something like that. You know, and the, the truth is, is there only there's only one God, and He created everything, including the angels and uh, and the fallen angels as well. Um, he chose to get to give them free will, and of course they chose wrong. Anyway, I'm getting on for a rabbit trail. But one of the things that's really in my heart today is all these things considered. Um, it's so easy to criticize our fellow Christians and to be um, just judgmental of them, especially those in leadership. And uh, you know, I'm sure you've been the critic of a pastor. Um, you've gone to a sermon and didn't like it something he said wasn't wasn't exactly what you thought he should have said and they did something in the service that you didn't like and all that and so I've been there you know you, you see the $300 haircuts and the $400 jeans and the fancy cars and even fa even fancy houses which you know not not to say that there's not some things going wrong in our American Christianity I'm just talking about the ease of which we criticize these people and these things and so, um, until you've begun to walk the other direction and begin to desire to teach about him, to preach about him, to, to guide others to him, to stand against the gigantic waves of the kingdom of darkness, until you've done that, you have no idea how, just how hard it is, just to be frank. It's just hard to choose to want to herald him and want to reveal him and want to walk with him. You know, it's one thing to keep it a secret and kind of have this hidden faith that somehow we, you know, we're signed, sealed, and delivered unto heaven. And not to say that there isn't some truth to that. We have a calling to follow the Christ, to preach the good news, to, to cast out demons, to heal the sick. And it's when we do that that we experience that, that hardship. Um, and so one of my more significant points of what I have to say right here is that, first of all, we have to realize the adversary is, he can be fueling our judgment, our criticism of one another. He can jump in the mix and instead of us praying for our pastor or the person that's going to be speaking Sunday, we come in with criticism and with uh, a judgmental lie uh, and, and 
in essence, we become a tool of the adversary to further the to further the darkness. And so, I think there's just a spiritual principle of choosing to pray for everybody, including those whom are seeking to do good and seeking to reveal the kingdom, and that we hope we bolster each other up. We don't fall into the uh, fall victim to uh, backbiting as well as competition. Like, man, how, how many competing big churches are in your city where you just know that, like, um, there's this underlying, like, criticism of them, maybe even, like, this this very bad kind of reputation of the way their doctrine is off and this, that, and the other. And so not to say that some of that might be true, but the exaggeration of it and the way that it becomes an infection to repel those who would otherwise desire God and, desire, and, and, and be, for lack of better words, fed by that ministry. So the other thing about this is that we have to realize that the resistance that, that we feel, the, I love Matthew Perryman Jones. He says in one of his songs, just a, he's a poet, so it's not like sequential, but he says, dark is the night of a preacher. And um, man, it's so crazy to, to give a sermon. Like I, it, it, there's so, there can be so much drama that happens inside the household outside the household from every corner like it seems like as I've you know received a word from the Lord to give like there's just this all of a sudden my life can become a living hell for the amount of time the in-between time between when I receive a word from the Lord and then have the opportunity to to deliver it to the people Uh, it's it's such a odd and interesting thing um Reminds me of a the way that a uh, satanic worshiper basically came into the kingdom was that when he was being sent out to like cast spells or curse people or whatever you would call it, that he was warned by his mentor to uh, stay away from the spirit-filled believer um, that they were powerful, and so that kind of that recognition of the other force was the thing that made him wake up to realize, wait a minute, this is, there's something, there's a, there's a better way, and this thing is real. And so that's, I think that's the way a lot of people come, to, come into the faith, is just realizing how dark the darkness is and realize how light the light is. So my last point is that the, the Lord doesn't allow anything... Um, first of all, the Lord doesn't cause hardship he doesn't he's not the organizer or orchestrator or he he doesn't do the bad things um you know we're in the in-between time between when you know he has opened up the door for us to follow him he's not going to force us but one day he will uh retrieve and draw back to himself those who have that, that that door of grace and mercy will shut but in the meantime, he's still sovereign. He still has has power, but he allows the adversary to to continue to think he rules the world and continue to operate. And the beautiful thing is that the Lord allows that adversity for us, so that we would choose Him further. We would choose Christ further and grow deeper. I think that that's the the big. Jesus Jiu-Jitsu 
thing about walking with Jesus is that when we really walk with the one who conquers all, who walked on the water, who healed the sick, who cast out the demons, we walk in that same spirit and operate in that same spirit that even when the hard times come and the, the wickedness attacks, we're empowered with, not only with wisdom but with the, with the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit to turn these um, hardships into fuel to follow Christ. And so I'll leave that with you today. I know I opened up a lot of cans, talk about a lot of things, but um, just on my heart to just talk about this thing. Like this is, I feel like this is just the reality of the world we live in and um, we don't have to be succumbed to criticism of the church, criticism of each other. We don't have to hate those whom or even being used to hurt us, we can still love them. I mean, that's what Jesus said, right? He said to pray for those who persecute you. Like there's this such a beautiful set of tools he's given us in his love and in his Holy Spirit. So it's enough of running my mouth today. Uh, bless you guys. Please comment and query, um, subscribe. I, I plan on um, releasing chapters of my book sometime soon. And um, I'll be in touch.